You're listening to World Oil Deep Dive, conversations with energy industry leaders and engineers about the market trends and technologies shaping the oil and gas industry. Now, here's this week's episode. All right, here we are, day two of SPE's ATCE. And uh, it's bright and early in the morning, but people are moving around, getting coffee, getting sugar. It's, uh, it's very interesting. And we're here with uh, Jonathan Teeley from Abaco. And uh, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. It's great to be here. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, before we get going, tell the folks what you do uh, for Abaco. Well, I work for, the, uh, for Abaco Drilling Technologies, which is, um, we specialize in manufacturing power sections for the drilling industry primarily for drilling motors and through tubing applications, um, things like that. We, um, I, I run the sales group um, nice. out of Houston. We have plants in Houston, uh, um, in Houston, Canada, and the Middle East. Wow. Okay. So you manufacture in all those places? We do. We I, do. I've, I've been to the uh, shop here in Houston. So right. Right. Yeah. No. That's it, it's impressive. So so tell us, uh, what are you guys uh, showing off here at ATCE this year? So typically, you know, ATCE is is the 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 primary forum where we can showcase and roll out all of our new technologies and 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 especially our differentiating technologies. Um, one of the things we always highlight is our elastomer technologies. Um, it's it's the kind of one of the core competencies and technical disciplines that that we're engaged in, and it's it's one of the things that differentiates us from our competitors. And so we've got our family of elastomers, and 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 we have some. We always have some new ones that are in test, um, based on new polymer technologies and developments, and and in response to. Changing drilling conditions, expanding drilling conditions in the various basins uh, right. around the world. Right, and so y- you have a new one in the works to add to the family, right? That's it's correct. Coming up. We have we have one new one in the works. We're we're, we're talking about the show. Um, it's it's um, great initial results. We we have not yet officially branded it, so I guess it's <laughs> fair to say that it's in um, um, early stage. Uh, actually, it's it's probably an early stage, you know, production trials. We're kind of past the field testing stage and, and and rolling it out into targeted with with some targeted customers. Oh, that's nice. That'll be interesting, and that that'll be a great opportunity for you guys to contribute, uh, you know, some case studies and stuff to the magazine. Right. Right. right yeah. 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 Once you get some, you know, real. It, it's it's something that meshes well with our OptiFit technology, which um, you know, as you know, we we rolled that out uh, three years ago. Um, in, in the COVID days, you know, where we, we didn't have this kind of forum, we, we used the uh, webcast, um, and, and, and that technology's um, been very successful for us. Um, you know, it's, 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 um, we, we've filed for patents on it, and, and, and so what we've seen at this show is, is other technologies that have been rolled out that are um, several years behind ours, and, and it makes us feel very good about where we've where we're going and the direction we've taken. That's excellent. That's uh, that's solid validation of your technology, right? It is. Yes. <laughs> well, that's interesting for the audience because in the show notes we're gonna <laughs> in the show notes we're gonna put a link to that webcast. Right. So, right. So that folks can go back and see that webcast from three years ago. If uh, you know, 
if uh, they're interested and find out what OptiFit is all about and how that plays with the elastomer development. So yeah, I mean that you know that's a product that that's you know it's grown the the the. the you know, the early stage of, of, of the growth curve is, is fairly steep. So, you know, we're at a point where the, the technology for us ha has not yet matured. Um, you know, we're, we're you know, in an, in an area where we have now looking at, you know, tens of thousands of runs, right? Nice. <laughs> I mean, we went yeah. from following 100, uh, 1,000, and now it's just, you know, it's... it's, it's um, Hit a level of maturity that we can branch out and 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 start doing some new things with it, some innovative things. Well, that's excellent, and and we look forward to hearing about this new elastomer in uh, some articles and stuff in yeah, the magazine. Yeah, you bet. So, Jonathan, thanks for being on the show. Okay, thank you. Interested in all things oil and gas? We've got a podcast for you: the Energy Pipeline. Join us each week as we cover the latest trends, transformations, and success stories alongside various key figures from the world's leading energy companies and beyond. Listen to The Energy Pipeline wherever you stream your podcasts or visit cat.com slash energy pipeline. Continuing on with day two, we're here uh, with Quantum Pro and John Oliver. John Oliver, Welcome to the show. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Excellent. So, John, tell us what you do for Quantum Pro. Well, I'm on the board of directors of Quantum Pro. So, uh, I got involved in the very beginning of the company about five years ago, just to advise on the business and commercial side of the of the company. Nice, nice. And now you're here showing off your uh, newest product. Tell us about this, because this is this is one of the most interesting technologies I think I've seen at the show. Well, thank you, Jim. That's uh, excellent. Uh, yes, we, we have a number of technologies that we've developed over the last five years, but our latest one is called PerfTrack. And uh, the, the reason it's PerfTrack is that we put a nanoparticle into the liner of the perforation shots, which allows us to measure the efficiency of the perforation tunnels and uh, go from measurement of flow efficiency at a uh, stage level to a cluster level. Yeah, and th and that's interesting, right? Because then you can tell which clusters are producing, which clusters aren't. Yes. Right. So you know, in in the past, if you like, um, a person without have well A, B, and C, they only had information at the wellhead level, and they wouldn't really understand why one well was better than the other. Mm -hmm. And so our original uh, flow track uh, technology was designed to show flow level at the the stage level, right, and that would then pixelate the reservoir, if you like, yeah, um, to get stage level, and then we came up with the idea. Well, look, um, you know, now people can adjust uh, and understand whether it's a rock issue or a, or a completions issue at the stage level. We need to get down to a cluster level to see how how good our perforations are, because if if there's there's obviously a, a variation in the quality of perforation, and um, you know, fluid will flow to the easiest path. Of course. Yeah. And if you have one channel that's larger than the other, then it effectively becomes a thief zone for the frack. And uh, you just propagate one giant frack right. rather than propagating numerous fracks. So, you know, we want to be able to really analyze the, the quality of the perfs 
and ultimately the quality of the, the frack job. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, and this, they, I'm not a technical guy, so I just found this out today from somebody else, not from you guys. They said, oh, yeah, but that's not new technology. You know, back in the 80s, they put radioactive tracers in the charges, and then for some reason we got away from that. But these, the difference is, is these aren't radioactive, right? Correct, yes, and th there's reasons we got away from radioactive materials <laughs> downhole, <laughs> evidently, yes. So, um, yeah, this is completely inert, um, you know, no non-radioactive, non-hazardous, and uh, most importantly, they survive the temperatures of the of the of the shot right so you know we've done extensive testing to prove that they are detectable after the shot um, you know many chemicals denature with that that amount of temperature oh, so, absolutely, yeah. uh, but these are you know solid particles and they they retain their signature even after the the perforation is gone so without having to have radioactivity involved we now have a method to and, it, and of course, those guys back in the 80s had a great idea, but it, it didn't quite work out. So we think we have a solution to this now. Yeah, well, this is the fascinating thing about our business, right? I mean, we overcome every obstacle, right? And yes. it's like, hey, that's a great idea, but yes. we can't play with the radioactive things. And here we are now very much you know, so, with yes. Perf Track. Yes. So, John, thanks very much for being on the Pleasure show today. Jim. Yeah, anytime. Thank you. All right, everybody, now we're here uh, with our friends SLB and Bertrand Touveni. Bertrand, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jim. <laughs> Great to be here in, in San Antonio uh, at the uh, SP annual meeting. It's good to meet all these people and uh, exchange ideas, so I love it. Yeah, it's a, it really has been a, a great show so far, right? A lot of uh, a lot of people turning out. Um, yeah, it, it's been fantastic. But Bertrand, before we get into it, uh, tell us what exactly you do for SLV. Right. So I am the technical director for well testing. So I am part of the reservoir performance division. Uh, I have re worldwide responsibilities, and uh, I basically lead a team of uh, reservoir and production engineers to support our clients during uh, well test operations, whether this is in exploration, appraisal, but it's also in development, a lot of activity, or production. So we, uh, we are there during the life of well. Right. Okay? It's just the part of abandonment where we, we say goodbye to the well <laughs> and we hand it over to other people in the division. You abandon it that. to somebody else, basically. Exactly, That's yes. It. Yes. If there is no flow, although we start to be uh, uh, seeing a new activity uh, in testing for impermeability, Oh, yes, yeah, for, the because inverse, of the storage, right. Right, exactly. which, which uh, calls for different methodology in well tests because the traditional way to look at it uh, is impaired by the fact that uh, incompressible fluid in a closed chamber uh, becomes a fantastic thermometer rather than telling something about formations. So, <laughs> so uh, yes, there is a bit of that, uh, of course. All right, so here at ATC, what, what, are, what are you focusing on? What is your group focusing on here? Right. What are you talking about? So uh, here, a, a lot of my focus relates to uh, the type of services we connect with our uh, uh, production monitoring uh, surface applications. Uh, basically, uh, the, the large deployment we have in the Permian, for example, for multi-phase flow meters, mm -hmm. where uh, we start to uh, be able now to... Uh, do allocation metering for uh, many wells at the well level on the pads with uh, very small tiny meters, as one of them behind you, uh, which basically provides uh, flow rates of all gas and water every 10 seconds if needed. Wow. And uh, that are actually used 
to uh, allocate production, mm -hmm. uh, but can also be used for uh, production management, uh, uh, reservoir management, because indeed uh, the evolution of rates as a function of time becomes a fantastic uh, indicator of the uh, reservoir and well performance compared to pressure, which is very slow reacting, especially in the tight formations that we see in the, in the Permian or in the Eagle Ford in the region. Right, and that's really a game changer for operators in those areas because being able to monitor all of that on a on a large on a large surface, have all of that data flowing into uh, one system, is, is important, right? Absolutely. So the the, the data that uh, we uh, acquire flow, of course, in the SCADA system of our customer, but uh, we see also a request to uh, centralize this data mm -hmm. uh, with a bit more context uh, that is linked to the surveillance of the performance, the metrological performance of the meter, and uh, also being able to uh, uh, optimize the field intervention to make sure right. that the data is correct. Because you see the, the uh, main challenge, of course, is first trying to see what's going on 24-7, right? right? And uh, the, the, the focus is very different from if I am uh, optimizing left, a data month might be good enough. If I am looking now for scaling issues, it may be once a day. If I'm looking for stability of flow in gas left, it may be once a minute. Right. So we see all these difference of utilization of the type of data. Uh, and it's kind of difficult for the end user to focus on the the, the, the origin of the quality of the data. Right. And the, the, the main challenge, of course, is to make sure that the meters operate at their top performance all the time, which is not so much an issue for the meter itself. It's more an issue from the dynamics of the change of fluid properties that we ah. see, especially in the Permian. To give you an idea, uh, that dynamics evolves extremely rapidly if uh, some of the, 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 the property, for example, of uh, oil density, gas density, takes 15 years to change in the Kingdom of Saudi. In the Permian, it may take three months. Really? You see, so wow. the dynamics is so fast that it's very difficult for operators that have to focus on production engineering, production practices, reservoir management, to actually be on top on, of these changes. And this is what we enable with our uh, uh, offering, which is this uh, connected production monitoring, we call it VX Live, that basically enables us then to actually watch over the shoulder remotely right. on these meters and being able to say, look, it looks very good or something is wrong, needs to be fixed. Maybe you have a change of fluid properties, which could be interesting from a reservoir perspective, but may have an impact on the quality of the metrological calculation of allocation, right, yeah. which is fundamental for the end of the month checks that will be distributed to all the ownership and the, uh, the non-operating interests. Okay? So th this is really our focus today. And we deliver this 
in the form of putting the data to the cloud. Right. Okay, you, you access it through our Delphi offering, but fundamentally have a very simple way of access and then have a taxonomy of the wells and the pads that is easy to navigate. And therefore, we give basically a, a, a very synthesized uh, status of the meter, whether it's green, yellow, red. You know, nice. As yeah. simple to say, look, green, consume the data. It's no problem. Yellow, maybe you want to do actually a visit, right? Something needs to be done. Now, the, the benefits, of course, is that the production and reservoir engineer don't waste time or allocation people on bad data, oh, which course, is the yeah. worst possible thing right. to do. And when I see today a lot of uh, attention put to uh, data analytics, for example, I mean, we want to be really avoiding this, uh, this, you know, bad data in, then extremely bad conclusion <laughs> out. Exactly, okay? exactly. So the power of amplification is, is terrible, and uh, we want to kill this as early as possible. Well, that's fantastic. That sounds like something. So uh, how, how many of these meters or how many uh, clients are you guys working with currently? So it's, it's quite a, 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 a large coverage. I think we have over 450 meters connected today. Oh, wow. wow. Right? So uh, a large number of operators from, uh, you know, the, the almost mom and pop type of uh, activities to uh, much larger, like uh, some of the international uh, oil companies that are present in the Permian. So it's a, it's a very wide range. Uh, with, of course, uh, the, the demand for allocation metering varies depending right. on the ownership of the uh, land and so on and the, the non-operating interest that may have to be managed. Uh, but fundamentally, uh, the, the feedback is very positive. Okay? It's, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's very useful. And uh, the, I think the, from our perspective, one of the main uh, benefits is, is really the streamlining of the field intervention. Right, exactly. And that's cost savings for cost operators. Savings, they love that. Sa yeah. You know, safety, less travel right. that are useless to the well site is the prioritization, going, going where it matters most is very important. And the, the, the mean time to intervention is significantly reduced. Right. So that, that brings better data faster. Uh, without changing the hardware, it's uh, and then also because we also update therefore the parameters to set up the meters, it's possible now for operators to follow how fast these fluid property change versus time, which is a big uh, signature in a way of the well performance. Uh, absolutely, and for everybody who's interested in the reservoirs and how things are performing, that's got to be great to be able to have those measurements consistently and just put right in front of them, right? I mean, that's the, you know, I, I'm sure there were countless hours spent before trying to you know line these things up and measure the progression and whatnot but now correct and, and i think also is to uh, uh, demonstrate the uh, actual value of these uh, new technology of metering you see uh, for 130 years we went with traditional uh, gravity based separators okay which gave us uh, rather poor resolution on flow rates, the inability to actually observe the dynamics of the transient of the flow when gas leaf becomes unstable and things like that. Now we see it all the time. Right. And, and I make a small analogy, you see, is, uh, uh, Jim, I'll give you two choices tonight to go back, uh, if you drive back to Houston. Take your glasses off and... <laughs> drive with your eyes open all the time right 
or put your glasses on and close your eyes 99% of the time. <laughs> right? So it's that balance between the metrological performance and it's good enough for me to run. Right, right? yeah. And I bet you, you're going to drive without glasses, but your eyes open all the time. Right? Absolutely. Right. So that's, that's what we provide. I want you to drive with your eye open all the time, but with your glasses all the time. Okay? That's and the this best. This is what VX Live is, is enabling us to do, is basically make sure you get good data every 10 seconds throughout the life of well. But on top of this, guaranteeing that the quality of the data is going to be there without having to ask the operator to have a nuclear physicist <laughs> being able to manage the meter if needed just to make sure to understand what's going on. So we are much more efficient at doing this because this is what we do day in, day out and then sending the right people to do the intervention in time if needed so that we maintain that quality over time. Well, Bertrand, thank you so much for explaining this amazing technology to us, and thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Jim. All right. Now we have probably the most special guest I've spoken to here at ATCE this whole time, and that's Winnie Guan, the organizer, the head honcho. How do you, what's, your, what's your actual uh, title, Winnie? Tell us. Marketing manager. Marketing manager, but you're responsible for ATCE? All the marketing for ATC. Wow, that is a lot, right? I mean, this there, <laughs> there there's a lot going on here. So, did you guys? The marketing doesn't count like this booth we're sitting in now, right? Correct. Right. So we have a different team for that. Oh, that's good, right? Because marketing alone is a big job, uh, you know, especially for uh, an event of this size. But we're we're sitting in the uh, SPE booth right now, and it is. The, the most beautiful SPE booth you've ever seen. Is that right, Winnie? It is. It's amazing. We actually um, changed up the booth last year, and it's worked very well for us. There's different areas to promote different parts of collaboration, networking, learning. Um, you get to win different things in different areas. We have you wait. Know, you get win things. I didn't know you could win <laughs> things. What? Yeah, I mean, you can go. Oh, spin there's the a wheel. wheel over there's there. a wheel over there. That's yes. all. That, I, that's about my speed. That's my uh, uh, ability. <laughs> that's, that's my ability to win things. If I can spin a wheel, I can win something, maybe. Yeah, and then over there, you can also learn. Um, we do have some speakers just throughout the day that come by, JPT editors, um, and just to learn a little bit more about SPE and all the different publications we have here, too. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. And does that fall into your venue, like the the marketing of the publications as well, or just the event? Just the event. So. That falls under the membership marketing. Ah, okay, okay. So tell us something. I mean, you, you've been to quite a few of these, right? You've seen these. This How's it going? This is my second ATCE, so not a few, maybe a couple, but it's Only going a couple, well. really? Only two? This is my second one. So how does this one compare to your first one? Um, I definitely feel like I understand a lot of what I'm seeing. Um, last year was the first one that I attended. It was maybe like three months into working at SPE. Oh my goodness. Um, I actually do not have an oil and gas background. Where'd you come from? I actually came from the tech industry. So. Oh, wow. Um, There's some tech here, a little tiny bit. So right. I came in, yes, I came in and just was just trying to soak everything in last year. And this year I can actually like enjoy it, look around, understand some of the um, advertising some of the words, some of the marketing, some of these companies now I'm seeing more of them so I understand what they do and um, how they're adding value to the industry. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really key, right? I mean, 
I always tell people because I'm not, I don't have a technical background or anything either. I've just been in the business, you know, on the, on the marketing magazine side for a long time. So everything I know when I sit down and talk with people, that just comes from talking with people. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way for a non-technical person really to get to know the industry is being at a show like this and, and being able to see all the different, you know, technologies. It's amazing. I mean, the spread is, is fantastic. So, um, tell us what's in the works for next year. Do you know, are you privy to the planning for next year's ATCE and, and all of that? They must have started already, right? Yes, we are definitely, we've definitely started. Um, next year is our 100-year anniversary, so no. we've got a lot of things going on. Um, 100 years, really? SPE, 100 years? Yes. Wow. Well, sorry, no, not SPE. ATCE's 100-year anniversary. Get out. So SPE had theirs, and next year is going to be ATCE's 100-year uh, anniversary. We're going to be in New Orleans celebrating. Um, one big marketing campaign that we're running for the entire year is we are asking our SPE members and actually even non-members to submit any stories that they have of their career, um, you know, like what they've been some of their favorite memories of ATCE, how SPE has helped them in their career journey, um, and just, you know, like just celebrating together because 100 years is a lot, right? Like a lot of a lot of things have happened in the last 100 years, and we just want to hear from just everybody in the industry, all the professionals, um, all the young professionals, what, you know, like what are they expecting? What would they like to see in the industry? And just, just getting it collaboration together. Absolutely, because I'm telling you, the young people coming in, it's not the same as the crowd. <laughs> the crowd's getting ready to retire. You know, I, it's a funny thing. I never noticed it before, but like this time, uh, I, I ran into some folks. They had badges. They had a little uh, banner across the bottom of their badge, 35 years and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, where's, man. Where's your 35 years? Well, come on. I've been going 35 <laughs> years. I'm old, but, you know, come on. No, that's, uh, no, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I mean, and, and to have, I mean, is that, is OTC been around longer? Yeah, OTC's been around longer, right? A That's little a good bit? question. Yeah, we need to know that. Man. We <laughs> need to know that. But 100 years next year for ATCE. So all of you that weren't able to attend this year, join us next year in New Orleans because 100 years, you know that's going to be a special ATCE. Winnie, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Jim. All right, everybody. Let's welcome uh, Jeff Beach from Next here to the show. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to see you again. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been it's been about a year since we last had a chance to talk. Right, I know, and uh, you know, a lot of stuff has changed for you guys in the last changed. year, That's right? right. So, so let's talk a little bit about that. We don't have a lot of time here, but let, let's talk about that whole uh, merger thing between Universal and and Next Year or Patterson and and Next Year, and you know how that's affected your job and how that whole uh, melding really of, of Universal and Next here is going. That, that'll be interesting, right? Yeah, so on September 1st, the, the merger between Patterson UTI and Next here, that, that deal closed. Uh, as you had mentioned, Universal Pressure Pumping, which was part of Patterson, is, is now rolled up into Next here, and our brand name under Patterson is, it will remain as Next here. Uh, obviously, the scale... Uh, where, where next year was in the market compared to Universal, that was a, a no-brainer of sorts for us to continue with with that next year banner. Right, right. That made you guys uh, number two behind Halliburton, right? In nope, horsepower, in nameplate horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're excited about that that new position that the combined company brings us. Uh, it's, it's exciting, but we've seen a lot of synergies from both sides, which which you would expect with two companies coming together that uh, that the teams would have strategically targeted a synergistic merger. 
but to, but to actually get into into the weeds now that with the two teams coming together, a lot of the the projects that we were working on, whether it's software development under predictive analytics, our, our respective paths for next gen platforms, almost almost identical. So now with the two companies coming together, we've we've gained speed, gained momentum, and we're looking forward to go to market in in next year with with some of these new products and services. So so it wasn't such a big leap because that was always my question. It's like you know if you're bringing two frat companies together and you know uh obviously you're probably not on the same back-end platform and things like that there's a lot of a lot of hassles you got to deal with there but uh, uh, the cultures and the and the technology and everything pretty pretty balanced easy to weave together pretty balanced there was a lot of excitement going into it and maybe even some some nervousness of how it was all going to come together and we've all been very exceptionally happy with with how the two cultures were so similar and and, and came together and as I had mentioned a, a moment ago building off off of those synergies we've we've picked up a lot of momentum as a company and and we, we think we're we're going to be disruptive uh, in this new form that if, if you look at where the all of Patterson UTI now crosses we, we've been in the pressure pumping business, but now at the scale of, of Patterson drilling and then the scale of, of next year, so to kind of cross that uh, that full breadth from well construction to well completion at the scale that we're doing it, that we think that that's going to be a, a pivotal thing in the North American market. Oh, absolutely. That makes you guys a, a huge player, right? I mean, that's that's the best type of mergers, I think, you know, and it, it really is uh, really is going to put you guys on the next level. And, you know, it's funny because when we're looking at those numbers, right, I mean, uh, for nameplate horsepower, right? Halliburton, uh, big lead. But, I mean, to have you guys in second place and, and to be able to say that and talk about your technologies, everybody all together, uh, the benefits to the clients are, are going to be huge. The existing clients on both sides, right? That's right. And, and that was one of the other benefits of the two companies coming together, except for one or two outliers our customer base was complementary, as the same. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So yeah. the the way that we came together, was, there was not a not a, not of not too many hard decisions that had to be made of, of which kind of legacy face would would be leading with the customer right after the close. So that was very complementary. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that, and uh, you know. I'm, I'm sure you guys are working on your plans for next year. Now that everybody's together, it's a whole—it's uh, kind of a different game how you approach the market now that you're in your position, right? So, hopefully, next year we'll hear a lot of good things. Get some case studies for the magazine and, right. and whatnot. That'll be—that'll be fantastic. Yeah. So the the team that that we've collaborated with you before on case studies and whatnot, that team is is with me. Uh, together in, inside the wider engineering group at, at next year so we're that's one of our key deliverables as an organization is is technical papers case studies to be here at the SPE and, right. and be on stage we, we had a, a paper presented yesterday um, oh really Do, dr. Sarkis from from our chemistry innovation center presented a, a paper on on oil field chemistry nice so proud about that yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome that's awesome and you know we love to hear that you guys are prioritizing case studies and stuff because that's our bread and butter right. world oil. So we look forward to seeing those from you in the future, Jeff. Thanks for being on Thank the show. Thank you so much, Jim. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap it up for us here at ATCE. I hope you enjoyed learning about some of the new technologies here and meeting some of the folks at the show. Don't forget, it happens every year. So next year, uh, be sure and come out. Thanks for tuning in to our show. Please check out the show notes for the links we discussed in the podcast. We value your opinions. So if you have any questions or comments, kindly email them to us at deepdive at worldoil.com. Additionally, 
We'd appreciate it if you could rate us on your preferred podcast listening app. Lastly, don't forget to visit worldoil.com for the latest technical articles and news about the oil and gas industry.